Hello everybody and welcome back to 5-9 Gaming. We are live with episode 39 of the Dokon podcast Go Huntroversy. So uh, yeah, you might notice Toon Rami is not here this week. Uh, he is unavailable to host and so I am taking over the duties for the first time. So please be gentle with me. But we have a star-studded lineup of guests for you here today this week. So first off, we have the man himself the LR King, the best Fall Guys player on all of Twitch. We have Truth himself. Uh, I won, sir. So, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I know, that's what I said, you're the best. <laughs> yeah. <yep. laughs> and we have, of course, the homie himself, Mr. Verified, Goresh. Hello, hello. We have the free-to-play king from Down Under, Jay Fanta. Yo, what's up? And we have Dokon's Yellow Flash Minato. Yo, yo. Okay, so kicking things off with episode 39, of course, titled Gohantroversy, because uh, the details released for Int EZA Gohan's... Uh, well, yeah, the details for Int Gohan's EZA. And uh, the reception has been somewhat interesting. So, uh, Truth, what do you think about the... Uh, the kit for our boy um i mean from what i've seen i think he's fine right i mean there's a lot of whiny babies going crazy but it's <laughs> like he's not even out in game yet like i'll i'm gonna relax until the unit is actually out uh and then then we'll take a good look at him it's like could he have been better probably yeah like he, they definitely could have given him more damage but i think he's gonna be fine uh, I think some of the insanity, like LR Shadow Dragon Army, is better. No, I don't think the LR Tech Super Saiyan Two version is better either. But uh, we'll see all this when he actually comes out, which is still not for multiple days, even from right now. So, mm. so yeah, Minato, I'm sure I've seen you uh, defending him a little bit on Twitter. What is your take on uh, the his upgrade? I think they gave him exactly what he needed, honestly. Like, in the end, all he really needed to become a really good unit again was defense, which they definitely gave him more than enough, I feel like. Um, could they have given him a little more? Sure. But, you know, he's a bunch of teams. A lot of people have him now. You know, he's an old unit. A lot of people probably even have him rainbowed at this point. So it's like just... You can even think of it like, you know, as a gift to the community in a sense, this easy A. I'm not sure why people like are necessarily upset about it. He's a mm. still a very good unit. And even though he's not like the best thing ever from what we're looking at it, um, like Truth said, he's not even in game yet. So people haven't really actually used him in game. So I would really wait until we say for sure what it is. But I still think he's a really good and fun unit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've talked about it a lot of times in the past, like the, the main purpose of an EZA is to take a unit who was not necessarily usable in the current meta and bring them back to the forefront. So it's not like an EZA has to then make that unit the best unit in the game. And like you said, they, they kind of fixed the major issue uh, that he had. So uh, Jay Fanner, the uh, free-to-play, I'm sure very familiar with LR Gohan. Yep. How many copies so of familiar. him have you uh, barbered? Uh, <laughs> like two. I'd say two. Two is a solid number. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. And Goresh, just to get your thoughts on this, are you excited for uh, his eventual uh, making his way to global? Yeah, I think the thing that pe people are like comparing Gohan to like Broly, and that's I think why a lot of people are underwhelmed by the EZA. Mm. Um, the one thing I will say though is that Broly before his EZA even like still did a really good damage. Like, when you take a look at his base kit before Easy Aang, there are not many more overpowered things in this game when you compare them to double supers, like guaranteed double supers. It's like one of the most overpowered things in this game. And the yeah. fact that you have an LR Easy that does that, like, that's instantly going to make him better than, like, every other unit almost, just by default. Um, so the Gohan, I think he did get what he, what he needed, which was defense. I think they could have added maybe a little bit more offense to his package, like maybe just increase the 18% to like 21% or something like that. That would have been probably good enough there, but I don't think the Gohan's bad at all. I think he's solid. Yeah, it definitely seems uh, 
Seems like a solid overall, like you said. Where they get they gave him a bit of what he needed. So yeah, I guess the uh, the final thought on that would be for, as Truth was saying, people to wait and see once we've actually seen him in game on a bunch of different teams. And uh, I guess we'll be able to talk more about him on next week's episode. So one of the big news pieces of the week is, of course, we got the V jump scans uh, showing off the. Uh, well, I say hints, but the uh, Tanabata details. We got the scan for the Freezer uh, Undead Army from Fusion Reborn. Uh, just to give a shout out, we do have a fan-made card tweet up. Make sure you go check that out, fill out the form, and uh, your entries might be featured in the fan-made cards video. So I think, Goresh, did you tweet out um, it's from a it's farmable from a story event? Yeah, that Freezer's from a story event. So there's he's not summonable, he's free. Uh -huh. so he's uh Ooh. freezer yeah see exactly exciting right so yeah and is... then there's something, something else to note as well is that the ssr is just frieza final form right so okay so yeah and then he awakens into do we know what the actual awakened name is for the final form uh yeah i mean it's just like frieza final form parentheses like undead army or whatever right? it is undead army yeah okay and so of course that means uh something that we've been speculating for a while but with that being of course a major tie-in to uh fusion reborn that seems very likely that the tanabata unit is going to be an lr gogia so truth you've been talking about this for quite a while is this going to be the gogia version of the str vegeto yeah i think they're probably gonna make him like so one of the really good things about that STR Vegito is the crazy link set, right? It makes it just so easy and free to run that unit like everywhere. I think they're going to do the same thing with this Gogeta, which, and then I think they're just going to slap him as leader of movie heroes. And then all of a sudden movie heroes with just this unit is going to go from, you know, having a bunch of gimmicky pieces to like a dominant team. Cause like you look at that Goku and Piccolo, if all of a sudden, like right now you like that you want to run them with PyCon, right? But like, you have Blue Gogeta as a leader who doesn't work good with either of those units. And Blue Gogeta is okay only until he transforms where he gets good still. Um, but now, if you have a rotation of PyCon, Goku and Piccolo, and then the fusing Goku and Vegeta, which is then activating PyCon's unit super attack too, like Movie Heroes is quickly going to get really crazy. And then everyone is going to be running it on the friends list. That STR Vegito to me actually seems like the number one most common leader on the friends list is SCR Vegito. Mm. You still have your AGL Gohans and stuff like that, but SCR Vegito is number one. So now they're going to really make movie heroes like that premium team. And they're just getting it ready for the movie next year. Right. I think they just want the movies like categories to just be crazy when they drop UI Gogeta from the movie next year or whatever. Right. Yeah, so Movie Heroes, you think, seems like a good uh, good shout for part of his leader skill. Do you think he'll introduce a new category at all? I, I would say so, because I, I, my expectation is that this is going to be almost exactly like the STR Vegito. And he mm -hmm. did introduce a new category, so I think this, this one will as well. Okay, and so what I are we thinking? I have no idea what it could be, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could be anything at this point with some of the uh, categories that we've been seeing. So do we think he is essentially going to work in the same sort of fashion? So it's going to be Goku and Vegeta. I guess now with the same name update, they don't need to be as particular about how they name the pairings of like the Goku and Vegeta. Well, it's just going to be Goku Angel and Vegeta Angel base. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what it should be. Uh-huh. Um, and then, of course, where I'm assuming then, I guess, I mean, of course, all of this is just speculation, but um, once they transform into Gogeta, since we saw with the STR Vegito, we had the typical Vegito-esque attributes like the counters, I imagine we'll have some sort of super effective against all types uh, or something like that. So um, that is going to be coming up for the Tanabata banner. Any thoughts on a potential side banner unit? Minato, any uh, any ideas if we're looking at Fusion Reborn again? I'm thinking maybe it could be either like an, a new Angel Goku. It's I feel like it feels like it's been a while since we got one of those. Um, I don't think it'll be necessarily Super Saiyan 3 Angel Goku, but maybe even a Super Saiyan 2 one or something like that. I don't know. There's not too much like they could really 
get from that movie now because they really they already did the Pi Kanjinamba events, uh, you know, back all the way in December, Jan uh, January area. So there's not too many characters. Maybe like a new Gohan from the movie, something like that. Um, there's not really too much I feel they could really do. I think um, Gotenks because there's not a Gotenks on Movie Heroes right now, right? Yeah, actually, that mm. that could work well. King Yama. It's <laughs> the demon boy that turns into Janemba. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, he doesn't, he's not represented in the game yet, so I guess you never know. Um, so we still don't have um, a Goten and Trunks that fuse into Gotenks either, do we? We only have, like, the super attack of the AGL-LR, not an actual fusing unit. But I don't know if that's something they would just give us as like a side banner unit i feel like that's probably more of a future dokon fest or even lr kind of thing but um one thing that we didn't actually note down so because we're looking at fusion reborn obviously big celebrations often feature the big uh ticket easy a's do you think with this celebration being fusion reborn we could get the final 120 lead easy a and get super saiyan 3 angel goku Definitely lines up, right? I mean, he's from the movie, yeah. so I I would agree because there's maybe some like speculation that could have been an LR, but we just are getting the Gohan right now, so I don't know if they would do another one so soon. But yeah, we'll see. Mm. So that is, of course, from the V Jump scan that is coming soon. So there's only so much we know uh, speculation really at this point. But what we do know, of course, the latest units to release on JP, we have the LR, Goku and Piccolo from the Garlic Jr. Finishing off, I guess, the set of the uh, theme for this current celebration with the gohan and the side banner unit garlic jr so truth i know you've obviously managed to rainbow them now uh, i'm assuming it by this point you've tried them out in a bunch of different events so what are your thoughts now on seeing these guys uh, all across the game um <clears throat> so i think pretty much what you're going to see a lot of times is that they're almost outright bad their first turn <laughs> but then after that they're going to be really really good they're a unit, so like look at some of these recent supports, right? Like Tech Krillin, Trunks and Goten, Gohan and Goten, Garlic Jr., right? If we get one of those that works with this Goku and Piccolo, it's going to help them a lot. But currently, they, like, like they don't have one of these busted supports you could run in any difficult event and they dominate, right? Like that AGL Trunks and Goten, like they're untouchable and godly everywhere, right? Like we just need like another unit like that to help this Goku and Piccolo out maybe on like turn one. But if you go into any event where you can get to their active skill or fully build up that passive and they're crazy, um, they're definitely wonky. And it's like they've done like Tapion and Minosha, 17 and Golden Frieza, Goku and Piccolo. They all have similarities. You could say like Blue Cow can Goku Evolution Blue Vegeta. Like they do these join forces sort of like wonky LRs. But I think Goku and Piccolo is the best of all of those. Mm. Uh, it's I mean, just, it's because it's, it's like. The, the first turn, all they have is shocking speed. So the yeah. first turn, all you have to work with with them is shocking speed. That's it. Like, you don't, you don't have any key until they start attacking and only the two key from their passive. That's not good enough. I think they also should have had prepare for battle. And they also should have been a rainbow orb changer. <laughs> <laughs> you in the rainbow orb changer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need We're as many all allies, huh? <laughs> yeah, all units should have that. Why not? So... <laughs> uh, Minato, oh. how, did you uh, summon for these guys? I did about a multi. Unfortunately, I didn't get them, <laughs> and I'm not really going to go further because Tanabata's coming up. I think they're a fine unit. Um, I wouldn't. They're more so of definitely a longer event unit, of course. Like in the first turn, Super Battle Road, they could probably get crushed a little. At the very least, they lower attack. But uh, like Truth said, once you start building up their key from their passive, the additional uh, up to 59% attack and defense, uh, especially when you get their active skull off, they become real monsters. Hmm. Yeah, definitely seem very interesting. Obviously, as a global player, I've just had to sit on the sidelines and uh, watch the videos, but they definitely seem yeah. like a fun and interesting unit. 
<laughs> Jay, you're not a global fan, uh, player, but of course, summoning not up your street. So after talking about all of these LRs and potential future coming LRs, we do have something on the agenda for you. So of course, the Piccolo that was not in the Namekians category got his yeah. awakening. And as of course, uh, most people correctly predicted that he did awaken into Piccolo and Krillin. So tell us, what do you think of this free to play unit? I mean, for a free-to-play card, it's actually really good. I th it's definitely what AGL Kid Gohan needed, obviously, in the Heavenly Events category. Um, as a unit, like, 300% attack and defense is pretty solid. And, of course, you can't forget about that support. That is huge. Huge. Mm. Um, and, of course, you can run, like, the, the SSR version now because they have different names and uh, get that double support. Uh, the, the only thing I was disappointed is I waited this long, was it two weeks before, when the event initially came out for a non-EZA unit? Uh, I was honestly expecting the easy, uh, EZA unit. I'll, like, they make me wait all this time for the, just for the awakening. I don't know, it felt, felt like, uh, you know, not ex exciting. But um, yeah, but it's a, it's a card definitely needed for the Heavenly Events category. So very, very good. Yeah, so definitely recommend everybody to uh, farm these guys up because their their support passive seems useful enough that even on like a fully, well, almost fully pay to play version of the Heavenly Events team, they seem like they definitely would be able to hold their own. So, I think the one thing weird about them is they want to be next to that Gohan unit, but they share no links with it. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's like they only. Uh, it's like. Of all the like setups and stuff they have, like that, it's only gonna work on that um, heavenly on that events team. category team, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. uh, it is a required unit because then you can get Gohan's unit super attack on that category as well. Because I don't think that is there. There's not many Piccolo's and Krillin's outside of that card. I mean, there's the Dokkan Fest physical Piccolo, right? Yeah. Um, I have so I've used uh. On the Savior and Hybrid Saiyan team, I've been bringing that Kid Gohan and getting his unit super with the new LR Goku and Piccolo. Yeah, that's, I guess that's that is... I was just going to say that is a good... Uh, I guess that is one of the good features of these various combo cards is obviously they always fulfill those uh, specific character name requirements. So that is a good uh, a good combo for them. Unless it's like they stupidly do it like they did a AGL nail. Yeah. Where say, nail you need Piccolo, not just character with Piccolo <laughs> in the name. Stupid. Yeah, because I guess was he was one of the very early units once they'd introduced that, like having specific named characters uh, on the I think the he team was the first one, actually. I think he was the first unit that had that. Uh, so it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if they uh, ever revise that in the future since now pretty much every other unit just has the like name includes rather than is specifically named. So I guess that would be interesting to see if that will happen in the future. Um, do you think it's possible for them to get an easy A at some point? I guess during this current celebration is probably a no-go no. since it will be yeah, winding nah, down nah. soon. No, they, they, be they, they don't need it. So like you look at a bunch of the recent ones, the Great Ape, Vegeta, GT, Veku, Golden Freeze, and Sorbet. Unlike uh -huh. all those other trash, like this Krillin <laughs> and Piccolo is good. Like they're solid. Yeah, they're they don't good. need it. Uh, I, I do like how they're approaching free-to-play units now. Like how they, um, you know, a support unit for the new category. I think every time they introduce a new category, they should do these kind of cards, like really good cards that support the category that might be, that's needed for something for the Dokenfest or something like that. I agree. Yeah, because they are the free-to-play leader for the category as well, aren't they? So Not a good one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the, the free-to-play version. So I guess that is a good thing because it means they're worth farming up for everybody because if you um, are mostly free-to-play, you can use them as the leader for the team. Uh, if you did pull the Gohan or, of course, any future leader that comes out for that category, then they're still worth having because they perform well as a support unit for that team. So... Yeah, overall, make sure if you haven't done it already, get them farmed up. Um, definitely a solid unit overall. So 
Moving on to the next topic here, we have the little bit of information that was released about the upcoming update on JP, which is the update 4.18, and it involves uh, new types of super attacks was kind of the main thing. There is a secondary part, which we will get onto uh, momentarily. Um, so, Goresh, I know you tweeted out the translations for it. Do you want to give us a little bit of an explanation of the super attack typings, or at least what we know so far? Yeah, so previous to this update, we'd only had one sort of designation for super attacks, there was, which is the key base super attack. Um, and I think they introduced that back when the AGL Super 17 came out because of his Dokkan event, um, mm -hmm. like like sort of like nullifying the key base supers, because that's you know, what he does in the show, right? Um, so up until this point, that's the only designation for super attacks that we had in the game. And now they're adding three new ones. They're adding... I, okay, so the way I translated it was the melee based one and then there's one that's physical and then there's one that's other so melee based you know it's just going to be like your, your your wolf fang fists and stuff like that and then i guess the physical one looks like it's going to be weapon based so like tech gohan the mm. you know sword trunks units the uh janembas the uh you know any character that uses a weapon deborah sometimes uses weapons too so Bobby characters use weapons yeah, farmer with a shotgun. Exactly. <laughs> my, I guess my would would count because she uses a gun. Yeah, I was going to so, say characters with guns as well. So yeah, that I guess that makes yeah, sense. Like pasta and stuff like that. Uh -huh. So like those characters that use weapons, I think will have physical super attacks. So what's interesting to me about this is that they never really just update stuff about the game and mechanics in the game for no reason. Yeah. There's always something that they're leading up to with whenever they do stuff like this, like we saw with active skills, transformations, like all this is the same sort of um, mechanical updates that we've seen in the past for, that they do before like big celebrations, which we're going up to a ton of bottom. The one thing, though, is they never really do new things for Tanabata. So this might be the first year where we see like a new mechanic come out for Tanabata. Um, and I know it's looking like it's going to be Gogeta. So my my theory is that they're going to release the, go the fusing Gogeta and then maybe he'll have something to do with melee based super attacks where he's like a guaranteed counter versus those type of super attacks. Because if you remember in the movie, Janema punches him in the face and he doesn't do anything. He doesn't even flinch. Mm. So I think that would be a cool way to sort of introduce that uh, interaction with like the different types of super attacks that exist now. Uh, but there's a lot they can do with these. I mean, you can introduce characters that are like, I don't know, like 90% reduced damage received from like, you know, physical super attack something like that i don't know but uh, i like it i like that they're experimenting with this yeah it opens up the door for a whole lot of other things because like you said we've got the super 17 dokon event and then it's the the androids infinite dragon ball history that has the uh the first two enemies that absorb key base super attacks i don't think there's many other instances in the game where that comes into play um but obviously with them expanding on it, then we could see all sorts of things. So um, what are some other things you think we might see from this? Is it just going to be effects in events? Are we going to get, like you said, units might have specific counters. Um, maybe will we even see like support units that are specifically for different types of supers? Like what, what yeah, do you guys think we cool. might see? Maybe like, I don't know, they can introduce skill orbs where it's like 20% extra damage dealt with this type of super attack or something. I don't know. Maybe that's too high, but it's, I don't know. Something like that. And yeah, it'd be interesting to see because uh, I wonder if this will go down the same road as uh, we often discuss with various categories. It'll be interesting to see what super attacks like specifically are classed as certain things because I feel like depending on how rigidly they define the three main ones, uh, we could potentially end up with quite a lot of characters that just end up in the other category. So, Yeah, I don't even really know what would fit in other. I guess other, that yeah, could sort of well, be like like the Supreme Kai, like... Yeah, magic like, attacks. Ma yeah, like magical kind stuff. Like I don't know. And stuff. Yeah. Feet. Mm, like Vegito's, the... Vegito's feet. <laughs> we got like the is it the in roshi from the world tournament does the like sleepy time yeah or like the mafuma yeah. probably would be other right yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah that'd be interesting it's funny because obviously we have uh the super attacks now with the only classification being that it's either key based or 
not key based. It means we have the characters where as long as they punch you once first, they can then do the biggest key blast attack you've ever seen. And it doesn't count as a key blast super attack. So it'll be interesting to see whether they change that at all, because then you'd have a unit that punches you once and then does a huge key attack. And then it's going to be listed as like a melee super attack. So <laughs> it'd be interesting to see if they do like redo any of the ones that currently aren't classified as key based, but then could potentially be. Um, and I guess with a big update like this, where they are specifying these particular categories, I assume we're probably going to get those ones and then they're not just going to add another one in the future. Cause then I guess anyone that was, I guess that would give them the chance to move pick characters that were stuck in other into a different one. But I feel like with the, at least with the names, like you said, that you translated for those ones, there's probably not a lot of scope for, um, other categorizations i suppose yeah because um, again i think others going to be relatively small anyway so yeah i guess it, i guess it all depends how they decide to define it um so yeah something interesting like you said we don't always get new mechanics for a celebration like this so obviously it'll be very interesting to see what they are going to do with this but the other part of the update 4.18 info that we got, not a huge amount. It was like one line in the transformation uh, translations that I saw, but that was yeah. the uh, ability to skip active skills is going to be added into the game. So I've seen a lot of discourse about this already. Um, I guess we can go around one by one, but what are each of your opinions on this feature being added into the game? I think it's basically just the equivalent of being able to skip support memories. I think it's no different than that. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, you know, it's okay addition. Uh, it's not really anything like, you know, obviously too great. I think it's okay, you know, to have it at the very least save some time, I guess, if you're trying to speed run something, but it doesn't really matter that much, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not a big deal, to be honest. Just a quality of life little thing. Mm. Trace, what do you think? Uh, about the super attack things? Uh, skipping the active skills, yeah. Oh, that's, that's pointless. That's, I, I don't I, <laughs> Dude, summon animation skipping. That's what we need. Mm. Give me the opportunity to, to skip summon animations. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Chow Tzu and Fat Boo. Here we go. So and good. Just, and then you'll skip and get the new unit, right? So good. Yeah, but like, yeah, I don't, cool, I don't unit, care if that's forced like, to sit through hell, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the fake out, the fake out hive is so cool, though. <laughs> well, someone actually, we've got to give a shout out to our boy Tiger. Somebody mentioned it in the chat. Skipping active skills would definitely help you to win races. That is, uh, that is definitely true. <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, for me, it seems like I don't know if I would use it that often, but like uh, Minato was saying, I guess it's kind of one of those things. It's a quality of life upgrade for the people who would want to use it. It seems like a strange place to start because summon animation skipping is something that people have talked about for quite a while, but this isn't really something I can personally say that I've seen people asking for. Um, I guess this could potentially open the door in the future to skipping things like actual super attack animations or transformations that aren't active skills. Um, cause someone did point out one of the, uh, units like in Ribrian when you're going through like Peppy Gal Super Battle Road or something who, uh, both of them transform straight away every single time, uh, is something that you might want to skip. But for active skills, um, I don't know what each of you guys think about this in particular, but like, I know one of the complaints that people often have when units don't have particularly good active skill conditions is the, like the people get mad about that because the whole point is that we want to see them. So it seems odd for their yeah, one of the first sort of skipping features for them to add is to be to skip those. Imagine you finally get Imp Broly's active skill, then accidentally skip it. 
AGL go, huh? Pe- people yeah. who skip the animations are discrediting the developer's time and effort <laughs> for animating the... <laughs> it is so rude. <laughs> but all this time and effort into making this animation... I mean, um, I, could see, I could see an argument for, like, tech Gohan, right? Nobody wants to sit to that for the 200th time in a row. But for, like, AGL Gohan, like, I'm not skipping that, right? Nobody's skipping that. <laughs> that was oh, the one example... Yeah, that was the one example that I saw the most of people saying, like, imagine if you actually finally got AGL Gohan to transform and you accidentally skipped it. But uh... (laughs) (laughs) Tech Gohan is definitely one that I would sort of agree, because obviously his condition is not bad at all. So even on some of the like newer Super Battle Road stages where you can run his team, you're potentially going to be transforming both of them in every single fight. So I could probably understand, like, you know, maybe in the third fight, you probably don't want to watch that for like the fifth and sixth time respectively but it's certainly interesting i think at the end of the day um i i don't know if you guys would agree i i would assume so it's nice that they are still adding these kind of updates you know it's it's better to have a slight quality of life update that maybe only a small percentage of the player base really would appreciate rather than obviously not doing anything at all so i think it's a good sign that they're still working on things like this um but what do you think do you think this uh do you think we are gonna get <laughs> someone skipping is this opening the door to that or are they just firing off in the, a random direction at this point I hope for me for me it's like why wouldn't they have already done it if they were planning on doing it? it's not like it's difficult to do like you just skip the animation the animation doesn't mean anything at the end of the day it's just like something that's cool to watch as soon as you click the summon button the character's already in your box like the animations don't actually mean anything. So I feel like if they were ever planning on actually adding a skip animation or a skip feature, it probably would have been in the game already. I don't know why they're not putting that in. Zero reason for that. It'd be so good for friend point summons. If you've ever been low on Zenny and you're desperate <laughs> for some Hercules and doing friend point summons. Oh God. Pain. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm bad at the game, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I guess one example for that, though, is like, I know that it's been a long time, actually. So I wonder when they will finally introduce another one. But when a new, uh, when the friend summon LR comes out, obviously you have to get, what, like 24, 25 copies of them. So, yeah, it's, it would be quite nice to have a skip animation for that. Because I think a lot of people who... Um, People who aren't massive whales, I guess, maybe don't see the particular need for the summon skip. But yeah, it's something that if you're summoning a lot, especially if you're someone who's only going for multiple copies of the new unit and that's the only one you care about, then uh, I think it is possibly one of the only like big mainstream gachas. I don't know which, you know, what everyone would consider the other ones in that same classification to be, but I'm pretty sure it is one of the only ones that doesn't have a summon skip animation. Is that right? I don't ha- I don't know a game that's a gacha game, at least that I play, that doesn't have a skip animation button. Does someone know if One Piece Treasure Cruise has a skip summon animation? Because that's a game that predates Dokkan. Hmm. So yeah, Someone be said interested. it doesn't have a skip button on summons. One Piece Treasure Cruise doesn't either. Okay. Because uh, again, Mo- Dokkan is older than most of the gacha games now, right? Besides yeah. shit like Monster Strike and stuff like that. Yeah, but I if don't Treasure think... Cruise doesn't, then it's not surprising. I guess Dokkan still doesn't either. I don't think it's difficult to add that. Because again, the animations don't mean anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's why we've seen before it's happened to uh, some of us, um, even that when you go to summon and then the game crashes and you load it back up and all the, all the characters are there. So like you said, yeah. it's as, as soon as you hit that summon button, the game determines what the 10 units are going to be uh, if it's a multi-summon. Um, I mean, I can see both sides of it because obviously on the odd occasion, you get like the nothing combo of people flying in, but then you do actually get something good. Um, and that's always a nice surprise. I guess it kind of ties into, I've seen mixed opinions on things like, you know, you have the, you have Zeno, you have Goku Black Rift, you know, when you see that, that you're getting the unit guaranteed, um, which but some yeah, people, okay. well, well, hold on. Cause I think it's, this is the confusion. 
Uh-huh. You getting a Zeno doesn't mean the Zeno gave you the unit. You getting a Zeno means you have the unit in your box, and then it's triggering the Zeno to appear because you already have the unit. Yeah. Right? Technically, that's what that means. If you're thinking about it from like a standpoint of cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. The I'm Zeno talking not, about... Yeah. I'm just saying to free people in chat that aren't understanding what we're talking about, the Zeno, like the, the, the Zeno is not causing the unit to be pulled. Like The unit being pulled that you already have in your box by the point the animation loads is causing the Zeno to appear. Right? That's how it yes. works. Yeah, so it's like, it's kind of what I guess I could see, like, if you, when you see the Zeno or you see the Goku Black Rift, you know you're getting the new unit. Um, and then obviously you could then just skip the multi. Um, and you miss out on any potential bonuses, I guess. So I guess it all just comes down to uh, personal preference, whether you would want to skip them or not. Um, it's something that people have been talking about for a while. So with them adding this in, it definitely does put at least the potential on the table for this thing to be uh, a thing in the future so i guess that is something that we will have to wait and see so lots and lots of things going on on jp and so we move of course to the just as busy and exciting global side of the game where there is a ton of things wow. going on at the moment <laughs> yeah i don't even know where to start <laughs> well so we got confirmation today officially on twitter facebook and there was an announcement in the game about the event but not about the unit themselves but we got confirmation that the lr tapion and minosha are going to be releasing on global we talked about this in the previous episode they're doing essentially the same blueprint as they did last year with them coming out in the same time slot as napa and vegeta released last year so um for those of you guys that have used them already on jp what are your overall thoughts before we get into uh, the timing of the banner and whether people should summon or not in terms of just the unit overall uh, what are your thoughts on Tapion and Minosha? They can put up good numbers, but again, they're another one of these units where it's... Uh, the situations just aren't the greatest for them, right? Uh, the active skill is good, but you do need another Tapion unit to be used. That's why I certainly hope they put out the EGL Tapion EZA. Because, mm-hmm. like, otherwise on global, it's like you're using Tapion, but then you, you have to use one of these shitty Tapions who are not like good. Tech the tech one, yeah, the tech one or the EGL one before is easy. are not exactly good units, right? Um, mm. Like, LR Tapion puts up good numbers, but I was really thinking about it, and I think the unit would have benefited much more from just having, like, an unconditional support type buff, right? Like, if it was all allies, three key 30% attack and defense rather than categories with a higher buff, I think the unit would have been better overall. Because then you could rock that. Because, like, right now, why are you going to ever rock them on movie heroes? No. Like, I don't, so, like do people really run sibling bond that often? Because I feel like when people run that, they're just basically running Goku family, right? Like, I don't know. I think they're good when they're really set up. But again, uh, they really want to be next to another Tapion. And, you know, again, if Global doesn't get that easy, then it's kind of like... Oh, I wouldn't say the unit's necessarily dead, but it's a completely different unit with and without that AGL tape on EZA. Um, you know, as a floater on their own team, they could work very well because they'll be able to uh, get the extra damage reduction. And their active skill is actually pretty solid again, but they're kind of wonky and they don't have key links either, which is hurts them a little. I think the biggest issue with this unit is their category. Because remember, the category is not only in their leader skill, they're supporting specifically this category, this story story figure or whatever that, whatever it's called that story category sucks figures. so the fact that they're supporting a category that sucks makes them bad so that, that's it <laughs> uh what do we think uh global about sto- storied figures is that a better name for the category than was it warriors of legend was Dude, the they, they were they were right no. there they, they had a really good thing going for them when they when the, the word story i think storied is a really good way to start it and then figures sucks so no it's like pretty bad <laughs> Well, so like, would you say like storied legends or something? Yeah, storied legends is a great name, I think. Storied mm-hmm. legends, something like that. Storied figures, like one of my collecting figures here. Like, <laughs> Definitely. I still it remember. Seems, it sounds too rigid to me. I still remember all the Japanese players actually like being confused at what Dokkan was trying to say with the original, right? Like kanji or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's because there's so there's so many like so many of these niche categories that they have to come up with these names that nobody understands that that's how like 
terrible this is at this point. We keep we keep coming up with these categories that are so like subjective and niche. It's like what what is supposed to be included here? I, nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah, because even looking at the category list, like I, I think the name does make slightly more sense. Like I'm I'm usually a fan of the when they release the global names. Some of them have been a bit wonky, but oh, you don't like, like Inhuman makes, Deeds, uh, huh? Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. <laughs> um, so yeah, Tapion and Minosha. Um, so we touched on it already. I was going to cover this as like a separate thing, but we've already brought it to the forefront. Um, when it comes to summoning for this unit, um, there's a lot of big factors. Obviously, this is the last attempt at a bait banner before the anniversary, because the anniversary is only, what, like just over two weeks away at this point. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do because they want to incentivize you to summon on this banner so you can obviously drain your stone. So you need to get more for the anniversary. So the big thing that we've mentioned is the AGL Tapion EZA. Um, do we, do you guys think we will be getting it on global? Because like you said, I mean, I feel like if we don't get it, a huge amount of the incentive to summon for them is removed because as you guys have mentioned already, if you don't have a Tapion that you can run alongside them, that is going to be able to perform well in some of the harder events. Like who do you run them with? If you don't run them alongside a Tapion. I think if they want you to summon on this banner, they basically have to release the AGL Tapion or else again, the unit feels completely different and they're really honestly much worse without that AGL Tapion. I think it would be fine because Videl's Celebration at least still does have those two free-to-play EZAs. So, you know, it's not like they're going to be missing out on, like, EZAs entirely there. And it would just be overall better for the LR Tapion's release right now. So I was playing around with them a bit, and it's like, it does feel like they could work okay. I mean, from a linking perspective, they can work okay on joint forces, right? You've got a lot of units with a lot of those same links. 17 and golden freeze and stuff like that. But doing that, you're not really going to get the benefit of their support because like all mm. those wonky units aren't really on those categories. Um, and you're not going to be able to use their active skill either is the issue. They're really going to need to pump out like the MVP Pilafs trove for this one. This is, they need help. <laughs> Did they do anything for Vegeta and Nappa last year? Uh, I believe there was a Pilafs trove for them. Mm. But I don't remember how good it was. I remember that banner specifically being awful, like terrible. Yep. Yeah, not a good banner for sure. Yeah, I th I think the PLF's Trove thing was the one that they've done two or three times in total now, I think, for a legendary banner, um, where it's like a 20-unit multi with, is it three SSRs guaranteed? Um, but it's not like guaranteed LR or anything like that, which, I mean, I feel like if they released a PLF Trove ticket that was something like that, where it was like guaranteed LR, then people who spend would probably buy that but outside of that i feel like a lot of people are this is a you know the, the new sales that they bring out with this banner will be a good opportunity for you to top up a couple of extra stones before all the big anniversary sales come out um yeah but yeah i would be surprised if this banner did incredibly well it'll be interesting to see uh if we actually see how many like tapion and minosha friends we see on the friends list on uh global for the couple of days afterward because i would assume on jp you probably don't see many of them is that right nah no yeah i'm not, I'm not surprised because i mean the thing is if you don't want to summon for them obviously they do introduce the new category storied figures they also have siblings bond as their other leader skill so i mean if you are able to see one on the friends list and you have one of the siblings bond leaders you can obviously just bring them along as a friend to try them out um the general consensus from most people seems to be that this is a skip which is a little bit of a shame i've seen some people you know a lot of people think this unit is very cool like their animations are awesome their active skill the ost uh pretty cool but it's just one of yeah. those unfortunate things the they have the timing. One of the, in terms of like aesthetic their active skill is one of the coolest in the game like the ost in combination with like the actual animations and a lot of the voice lines like everything's done so well it's just like them releasing this unit right now is basically them admitting that they don't care. Like, right? I mean, they know this is not going to sell, but they're just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it was like a very bad timing for them. Yeah, but they 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 know that like this is this is what's going to happen, right? They, they, it's not like they're going to mm -hmm. oh like hopefully we hit top gross. They know what's happening. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, because I think we talked about it on a previous episode with the time frame for global um, after the anniversary, we're obviously very likely to get Videl as the next Dokkan Fest. And then pretty much right after that, we move into the worldwide celebration, don't we? So there's not a huge amount of time for them to fit them in somewhere else. Um, and I guess the advantage is if you're somebody who has been saving up all your stones, obviously your primary target is going to be the actual dual Dokkan Fest. But of course, the anniversary does have the uh later part with the top legendary summon banner which of course these guys will be in the pool for that banner once it comes out so uh even if you don't summon for them on this banner if you want to go in during the anniversary lr banner you obviously are going to have a chance to pick them up global of course did get the coin update a little bit early so if you do choose to summon on this banner you have the opportunity to get some extra yellow coins but i mean i don't think even that just in and of itself is probably not any extra incentive to summon on this banner right before the anniversary so yeah if you choose to summon on this banner you're a damn dumbo That's <laughs> uh, funny enough i just saw a tapiana friend of my friends list <laughs> oh yeah, yeah what, you see what? one of those every third moon yeah pretty much <laughs> i was gonna say what percentage are they 55 percent. let's go <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it'd be interesting. I think actually I saw it, was it you tweeted out earlier, Goresh, even you are not going to go in particularly hard for uh, these no, guys. I am, this is definitely 100% going to be a one and done. I'm getting one copy and I am literally hopping on my skateboard and I'm heading out. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Goresh definition of a skip. Just one copy <laughs> and then that is it. So, I mean, yeah, for me, it is what my equivalent of a skip, which is I'll probably do three or four multis maybe for like a short video and that will be it so if i uh, okay i'll make i'll make a pledge right now if i pull them <laughs> on the peel off strove pack i'll extend the video by putting a picture of their face on the video and just leave it there and having no, <laughs> no music at all <laughs> that's it well there you go you guys heard it here so make sure you check out Goresh's summon video when uh the banner comes out but um, yeah, so the only other thing really that was going on on Global is uh, we did have the B-Pan EZA was finally available if you were able to get at least one question mark tile out of the three weeks uh, on Monday. Otherwise, you have to wait until this coming Monday. Ooh, let me cut in. Let me cut in real fast, real fast, real fast. Um, is it still up on Global? What, is B-Pan EZA area? Like, is it available right now? Like, if you go to the so, events, yeah. is it... I okay, think so, because okay. yeah. on GP, it's it's never gone away on GP, right? It's like a lot of people are freaking out about the question mark shit, but like it's like originally they were going to take it away, but I think they changed and it they it's not going away because on GP, the, it's never left. It's only the missions leaving, right? Or did they even leave? That I don't know, but yeah, I know I the event doesn't go away because I've been continuing to do it just in case they uh, try any funny business later on with using these medals mm. for something. Yeah, I think it's just the missions that go away. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm unable to check because uh, I did manage to get one question mark, so I have easy aid mine already. So obviously, those missions are cleared off. Um, Goresh, what was your luck like with the uh, the question mark tiles? I got the uh, question marks the first two weeks, and the last one I didn't. But I, you only need to get it, I think, once. Yeah, yeah, just once. Yeah. yeah, if you're able to get it once, you'll have her easy aid now. If you are unlucky and didn't get it a single time, uh, you will have to wait until Monday and then you will finally be able to do it. Um, yeah, I she's did really see, good. I did see one person in my comments who apparently got the uh, all three um, question marks. To, like, I think it was the earliest you could have it done was last week if you got super, yeah. super lucky. Yeah. So, I, I mean, dude... I I've done it like seven or eight times now. The first time I didn't get the question mark every single time since I've gotten it. So I, oh, don't, wow. I don't think that the chance is that low. Oh, wow. There you go. So yeah, unfortunately, if you're somebody out there who is having to wait until Monday, you just got very unlucky, unfortunately. Imagine having so. to do all five runs and then the last one you get the check mark. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a pretty typical uh, on RNG, to be fair. Um, so Jay, obviously with them being a free to play unit or her, I should say, um, you've had her easy aid for a while now, I'm sure on JP, what are your general thoughts about her overall across the various different events in the game? She's cool. She's nothing, it's nothing special to easy aid. <laughs> if I'm going to be completely honest, like it, for getting like five, six 
rainbowed free-to-play characters and wasting on the Zenny. Like, you can live without the EZ8 if I'm going to be completely honest. But Wow, that's uh, crazy because I completely disagree. I think she's disgusting. Oh, yeah, well. she's, dude, she's, she's great. Really, really she's lame. She does so much. The oh active skill, dude. Absolutely. Yeah, but she already has her active skill. That's Well, no, she also has the guaranteed super, damage she's reduction, super early, too. She stuns, yeah, she heals, she, she does everything. Yeah, she always did that, yeah. though. Well, hold on, she gets hold on. a guaranteed she has a good link now, set. and key. She's got a good link set, too. The the biggest. But she thing already in my had opinion. that. I'm saying like her EZA, <laughs> like you can live without it for well, a while. Biggest, like the biggest if you thing that, the biggest thing that her EZA gave her was more damage, which makes her heal more, which is the most important thing in my opinion. You get way and, more healing post EZA. And more key, which which makes it more consistently to do. Get well, that that's more damage. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Higher chance to stun as well. Yeah. Is so it the 18 it, key? The stun chance went no, up. The, it's this is the 12 key. But like, it's still a medium chance. With, with nah, I don't care about the stun. Key. I care about healing well, to full health every time she attacks. I don't I care Sometimes she, if, it depends on the event, though, and you do need a crit. Like, if, well, if it's yeah, like yeah, LG or so something. Technically, yeah. she's SDR, so go twenty crit. Yeah. So when I f awakened mine uh, this most recent Monday, I did try her out in the GT Legendary Goku event, and it is true that once you get towards the end, if she doesn't crit, then unfortunately she doesn't really do a lot of damage. But I would agree that her EZA is pretty pretty damn good. Like the major issue that she had was the damage reduction um, being random because. You know, you don't, there's a couple of units that can heal on super attack and some of them are super outdated now. And there's no point bringing a unit onto a team for a like tough event that can heal you back a fairly decent amount of HP. But then when they get hit, they just get absolutely destroyed. Like there's it's not worth the trade off. And that was always the biggest problem with running her was that when her damage reduction did activate, it was great because she could tank reasonably well and then she would heal you for way more than she was taking. But obviously when it didn't go off, um, that trade-off was not necessarily the best. And the damage reduction guaranteed is the thing that you don't get until the very final step of the EZA. Because I think it's the second step gives you the super attack upgrade, which is the greatly raises attack. Um, as Goresh said, that makes a huge difference. Like the amount of damage that she can do, especially if she double supers. Um, I think I've seen without a crit, um, she can heal like easily like a hundred and fifty thousand HP from one super attack, which is especially on her active skill turn. Uh, I got a question for you, buddy. Very easy to get that. Very very easy. Tell yes. me when it's time. All right, got this new super battle road stage. I got a no item. Oh, I'm able to use B Pan. How does that feel? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Guaranteed yeah. damage reduction, can stun, can heal. Turn three can make everybody else on the rotation hit much, much harder. Um, Early supers. Yes. Pretty ridiculous. I tried, well, I tried her out on the GT Heroes team and I used her active skill uh, on the rotation of using the two easy A Super Saiyan 4s. So you can probably imagine how that went. It was, oh, you uh, think that's a good rotation, huh? That was, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a fair bit of damage okay. on that turn, yeah. I would say. Do you think she'd work well with uh, GT Goku? What do you think? With who's with who, sorry? The Dokkan Fest GT Goku, Rainbow Orb Changer. Eight million mm. turn one without her. Well, I wonder what he does with her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing. A lot of people always like to use her for her active skill, but then you had to weigh up that, like, is it worth bringing her on the team when she could potentially get you killed due to that RNG? And obviously the EZA takes that out of the picture. So I do agree, like for especially for, for us and anyone out there that cares about them, like no item runs, any stage that you could bring her on, she was super useful. As long as you didn't get unlucky with the uh damage reduction RNG. And so obviously that is not an issue anymore. So I think she's pretty good. I'm I'm very shocked. The uh the free to play master over here. I'm just, I'm just saying <laughs> the EZA is if I if I was beginning the game and I had to spend what tens of millions of Zenny, I would rather go for Ella Freezer's EZA over B pants, right? To get the units to do her EZA area. That's just mm. all I'm saying. I'm not saying she's a bad cut. I'm just saying was it is it worth? That's it. <laughs> no, well, there you go. Players? I guess. I mean, uh, mm. well, like you know, if you've had a long time account, which a lot of people do at this point, it's a hundred percent worth. 
Yeah, because I suppose with her, with everything that she does, she's definitely going to help you to beat some of the harder events if you do have a newer account. So you just compare B Pen to Frieza. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> They're both extreme Z area uh, LRs. True. All right, well, there you go. That was uh, a lot lot of exciting stuff going on on Global. But, I mean, overall, lots of crazy things going on, lots of hype things on the horizon. Even though Global is a little bit quiet at the moment, it's the calm before the storm with the anniversary right around the corner. And then JP, a lot of hype with leaks, little bits of information coming out, but Tanabata is usually an exciting time as well. So we are going to go ahead and end the first part here, move into the break, and we will... We'll come back with some questions afterwards. So stay tuned, get a drink, go to the bathroom if you need to, and we will be right back. Yo, everybody, welcome back. Uh, break is over. We are here for the final part of the podcast where we go through the questions from you guys. Every week we put out a tweet. We also have a section in the 5.9 Discord as well. So make sure if you haven't joined that already, check that out. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, of course the Twitch channel and the YouTube channel. Stay tuned to all of those for every update as it comes. So moving into the questions, we are going to start off with the first one here from the Tuga Saiyan, which is what do you guys think would be a great option for a next world tournament LR? I'm still waiting on an LR Roshi, Goku and Krillin to lead the world tournament category. I think that's probably what a lot of people are expecting. You know, a new LR Roshi, Goku, and Krillin. The only thing I'm thinking about, like, with that question is... We know how Videl was left off the World Tournament category. So, if it's, like, based off them carrying the milks, like, around the island and stuff... It, it's possible that, you know, Akatsuki does Akatsuki and leave him off that World Tournament category. My junior. Jay, any ideas? Um, no, I don't know. I've, I, that's the <laughs> only thing that's in my Ella, Goku, and Krillin, Roshi. Bacterian. Because we've had what? Yeah, Piccolo, Piccolo, Tien, Yamcha, and then Demon King Piccolo. So hmm. mix it up a little bit. Truth, any thoughts? Um, I really do think Roshi, Goku, and Krillin is very likely because the mm. LR election, they've cleared out almost everything on there, right? So, like, this is where they would pop that unit, I think. So, I, I, I do like the idea of that. That could be great for, you know, the Turtle School category, Dragon Ball Saga. At the bare minimum, buffing those two teams, I'm, I'm fine with. Mm. The only yeah, thing I, I really, I, like, okay, the main problem... I'm, I find with the game right now is that a lot of these teams become unrunnable because the leader is just too old and shitty. They got to stop with 130% or less leads and stuff, right? Like if this is going to be the free to play unit, I need them to be turtle school, at least like four key, 150% or Dragon Ball Saga, four key, 150%. I don't give a shit. It's a free to play unit. Like we need op like leader options, multiple for every category, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm being driven crazy that the Goku and Piccolo gives 130% to saviors. Like, they're not OP if you give them 150%. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, all right, let us move on to the second question here. This is from Joe Wags, and he asks, which do you think is most likely? Global gets the same name update at the beginning of the sixth anniversary, at the end of the anniversary, or sometime later. And because that would end. line up with JP, right? Mm -hmm. I think like the end or like a week or two after at most. So was it when when did it actually specifically get added on JP? Was it at the it was very okay? End so you know you know how they I don't, it was after. It was well, after no, no, no. You know, wait, 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 wait. They they do that thing where it's like the last day that the banners are out. They like oh special thank you like stones and stuff. It was with mm -hmm. that. That's what it was. So it, it would oh, be okay. like August second or some shit for global. So it's so stupid the, though because the main reason why people want or I'd say a lot of people want. The same update for global is for two reasons. One, it makes the Trunks and Goto team way better, right? 
And then number yep. two is it lets you use all the UI Omen Gokus together, right? We every yep. single UI Omen Goku in the game is about to be really good. LR, we have the STR LR one. We're about to get the EZA for the int one. And we're about to get the free to play uh, physical one with the EZA. You can't run them on the same team without the update. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the I mean, same name update should have just came to global uh, when the last update came for sure. I'm thinking they're 100%. maybe worried that the God event will become a little too easy for what they want. But I think it should just come out anyways. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, well, you I, I guess they're going to make that way easier. Yeah, <laughs> they can get rid of Tech Khalifa out of the Khalifa, game first. Huh? Uh, yeah, get rid of her. Then then we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting split because obviously keeping it at the end makes it the same as JP. But like Goresh was pointing out, like that was one of the big things that came up during the anniversary on JP when we didn't know that the same name update was about to come out. The fact that there is a lot of uh, same name units getting buffed or uh, released or awakened or along those lines during the anniversary. So it's, I guess it's a bit more of a weird situation for Global because it's something that we know is coming, whereas obviously on JP during the anniversary, we really had no idea. So... Um, I feel like, like Truth is saying, it should have come out before. If it didn't come out before, I feel like they're probably going to stick to the same sort of schedule because the, normally the anniversaries are like beat for beat exactly the same, aren't they? So it seems like it's probably going to be left until the very end. So moving on to question number three. This one comes from Doak. Uh, and his question is, should we summon on the first banner that comes out with Tanabata or wait until the banner that has way more units, but also the sixth anniversary units on it? I, I think, think it depends on what you need, really. No, I, I, I think you're you're playing a dangerous game jumping into that banner with 500 units. I think we know they've done this same pattern. This is not going to be what the fourth year in a row. So you mm -hmm. should know going in, right? Like. If you want to try and get the new hype unit, which should be a fusing Gogeta, you summon on his banner. And then for the Tanabata banner, that should be where you're just targeting, you know, UI Goku or Vegeta with red coins. But jumping into that banner is like you're playing a dangerous game, dude, because it's going to have, what, 20 featured units or something? It's a lot. It's going to be rough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a banner where, like, literally, that's like the only time I would, I would even say is like fine to just throw a single or two on there. Because you're literally like, it's, it's a lottery no matter what you do. So whatever. Mm. Yeah, because with so many featured units, if, you're, if it's the Gogeta that you want, then obviously the, his banner is going to be much more valuable with the less featured units. Um, it's the first return of the anniversary LRs, isn't it, for JP? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so I guess, like we say, it may, may be worth a, a couple of singles, maybe a couple of multis if you want the extra copies of them. But like Truth said, the big advantage is, of course... Uh, I'm going to need y'all to stop the throwing shop. the word singles out, first off. Yes, okay. I know. I... <laughs> yeah, that's no more. Garash, Garash, you're in the naughty zone for even well, Truth, implying we should do singles. Truth, have you singled someone in LR before? No! Hell no, I haven't. Because I don't do <laughs> I singles. Have. I'm just saying that you have this basic like your, your chances of pulling them off of a single as opposed to a multi is not that much different. <laughs> That's how big of a lottery it is. If you do if singles, looking... I'm coming through your screen to slap you. All right. <laughs> if you're not looking for a specific unit, like if like you could use every single unit on that banner, because a lot of them are probably going to be like units that have easy eight at this point and are really good. So if you need a lot of them, then maybe I would say, but it's probably just in your best interest with someone on the first banner that comes out. Yeah, so there you go. So good banners like that with the, a lot of featured units are tricky for summoning, but always useful for when it comes to coins, because all of those units, apart from the Gogeta, of course, will be available in the coin shop. So uh, probably more, much more worth summoning on the first banner. And then the second one, if you want to try a multi or two, we won't say the dirty single word, but the uh, try a multi or two, or then just pick up some with red coins so moving on to the fourth and final question for this episode which comes to us from maverick he says i'd love to see a series where you guys talk about the same unit 55 percent level 10 links versus 100 percent level one links i feel like that would be an interesting series to compare 
which one's better. So the reason I picked out this question was I was just kind of interested in the comparison between those two. I don't know if you guys have ever really explored this yourself, because I know true if you wait until a few of your links are leveled up before you do the rainbow showcases. So have, have you guys got much direct experience with the difference between like a 55% unit at level 10 links and then a rainbow unit with level one links? Well, it's kind of uh, weird to do that because if you get the unit at 55% and then all the way up to level 10 links, you can't just rainbow them and have them at level one links. So it's hard for like you yourself as, as a person to make a really f comparison for that in a sense. Uh -huh. I think uh, it could be interesting, but definitely in my opinion, the 100% level one would probably be better just because of the stats. I, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. I mean, the, the thing it, 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 that's stats make way too big of a difference. Yeah. Plus um, potential system. A lot of these links too, right? Like at level one, most of them are just what they were prior to the link level update, right? Like they, they did alter a few, but for the most part, it's just what links were before. A lot of the buffs and shit like that, they don't start coming in until link level two, right? Or like mm. some like toughness warrior, right? You're not getting your damage <laughs> reduction until like level six. So or some like you get an extra key at level 10, like sane lineage. Yep. Dismal future. Shit like that. Majin. Yep. Because, uh, yeah, be, it, I, I was just thought it'd be kind of interesting to see just how big the divide is, because obviously that is a pretty extreme example in the question. But the only experience I really have with this kind of situation is when I got my STR cooler to level 10 links, um, I only had him at 79%. And he was putting up higher attack stats than a rainbow cooler friend that only had level one links. So those level 10 links were doing more work than the extra two dupes. But obviously, that's not quite the same as 55%. So um, be interesting to see what the actual difference is. But obviously, that is a pretty extreme the example is opposite ends of the spectrum. And uh, like you said, Minato, you're probably, once you pull the unit, I know most people, you're probably just going to start link leveling them straight away. So then if you do pull more copies, you're, it's, you're less likely to end up with a rainbow unit at level one links. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the overall difference is. But yeah, it's kind of a, a hard example to uh, pick up on. So... But yeah, I guess there we go. That is the final question. So that is going to wrap up this week's episode. I want to say thank you to all of our guests for taking part on this week. Uh, hopefully we managed to fill in reasonably well for Toon. Uh, I believe he will be back next week to continue with the regularly scheduled programming. So make sure you guys give the channel a follow or subscribe. Check out the YouTube, our Twitter, Reddit, all that good stuff to stay updated with everything going on in the 5-9 sphere. And so for myself, Truth, Goresh, Minato and Jay Fanta, we will see you all again soon.